Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so glad to have Will and Sarai Noosh here today, this week of Valentine's. I love talking with different couples and hearing about how people are using their strengths and it can be a little window into who each other is. So welcome, Will and Sarah. Thanks, Barbara. Yeah, thanks, Barbara. Oh, I love just seeing you both and I'm excited about the things we're going to talk about. I'd love for you to introduce yourself or um, maybe better, why don't each of you introduce the other person, who you are, where you live and what you do? Well, this is Will, my husband, (laughs) and we have been married for almost two years and he's on staff with Crew um, in San Antonio and he disciples young men and can honestly find him reading, playing basketball or working out. So those are some of his favorite hobbies and that he really loves doing or spending time with me. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And this is Sadae, my wife. She too is on crew staff in San Antonio at UTSA. And Sadae is really good with people. She loves having coffee and meaningful conversations with her friends when we, when we try new things together and is really involved in our movement. That's fun. Well, I love, you know, just being kind of an outsider to y'all's relationship and seeing, hearing as y'all were dating and getting married. So it's really just fun to see you as a married couple, just enjoying your, your lives and your work together. But how about, um, why don't you, Will, tell me what your top five strengths are and then Sarah, you could do that too. Yeah, for sure. My top five strengths are intellection, discipline, relator, competition, and empathy. Yes. And mine are restorative, belief, learner, achiever, and developer. Well, I would love to hear just a little, just the backstory about y'all, like how you were attracted to each other and how you decided that you wanted to get married. Just all those good things. I can, I can go first. So Sadi and I have known each other since college. We were both involved in crew and went on a summer mission trip together to East Asia. We had similar friend groups. And so it wasn't actually until we both interned with crew that we decided to date and look to see what our relationship could could have. But I would say that my mentor, James, and one of my really close friends, Patrick, probably played a really big role, role in kind of talking about Sadae and maybe trying to put pieces together. Patrick was an awesome wingman. So if he's listening, <laughs> shout out, shout out to him. But I really appreciated that Sadie was extremely kind. She was really living out God's call for her life. I thought she dressed really well. And every time we interacted, I felt like she just had a lot of joy. And I felt encouraged to be around her. And I thought she was really pretty, too. Oh, that's great. Sadie, what about you? Yeah. Well, I remember meeting Will uh, my freshman year of college. And um, we didn't really talk much until we went to a summer mission. And we got to like know each other there more. 
And honestly, we, we were around each other a lot, but didn't have that many conversations in college. But I felt like every time I had a conversation with him, like it was a really good conversation. And it seemed like to be about, I don't know, like life and like what was going on in the world. And so I always kind of thought like, oh, I have really good conversations with Will. And then we graduated, or I graduated college, and then we interned together at the same time. And that summer that we were like raising support and doing MPD, we spent a lot of time together, also with our friend like Molly, um, raising support. And I think it was just like really fun getting to when we were making calls and like sending thank you cards. But I think at the same time, like spending time with Will, I like learned that he was like really funny and would make me laugh a lot. And he asked me like really good questions about like my upbringing and my family, like that I hadn't been asked before. And so I think I felt like he was really intentional and like genuinely trying to get to know me. And so I really liked spending time with him and um, we got to develop a friendship and then eventually start dating. And then we got engaged. Um, We realized like, oh, we're going on very similar paths and we really like being around each other. And I think at that, like, Will, being with Will, like, was the first time I felt, like, really cared for. And, yeah, I wanted to spend the rest of my life with him. And so, yeah, I think I I felt like I, like, even during engagement, grew a lot. Being engaged to Will and learning a lot about myself and felt like he was really, like, kind and gentle to me as I was learning more about my life. And, yeah, as we began to make, we began to make decisions together. And so... Yeah, and we got married in February 13, 2021. Mm. Oh, that, yeah. that's so I just love hearing just how God kept putting you together and just you were just drawn to each other. And um, even mm-hmm. like as you're sharing those things, I know like for any of us, we as we get married, we come from different families and backgrounds. How has that been for the two of you with just your different experiences in your family and you know, that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, I can yeah. share a little bit. So I I have a kind of mix of a different, a lot of different cultures in my family. And so I was adopted from South Korea before I was one years old by a German Korean family. And so typically my, my parents are pretty connected with their their culture, but it's kind of interesting telling people, hey, I was adopted, but my mom is mixed. She's Korean and my grandma was Korean. So I grew up eating traditional Korean foods. I think that when Sadie and I got married, it was a blend of a lot of different cultures. And so she's from South Texas and has a lot of family in Mexico. And so I think it's fun getting to navigate the things that are different and complement our marriage and, and help us grow. And then also just ways that we're learning about, about each other. But in, in a lot of, I guess, ways, it's still a, it's still a journey, but it's something we get to do, and and I think it's helping us both grow, especially me um, as a person. Mm, that's great. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I think yeah, thinking about like the blends of cultures, and I'm Mexican American, and so my parents were born in Mexico, and I was raised in South Texas in the Rio Grande Valley, and I think. One, I'm kind of a blend of two cultures with being Mexican-American and like Will's kind of a blend of two cultures as well, being like Korean-American. So it's kind of bringing all of these cultures together and kind of like coming in with like different values and learning that as we 
realized like, oh, we kind of had different perspectives on maybe like how we like approach making decisions or who we consider in making decisions. And so I think at first I was like, oh, we're actually really, really different. And um, I, I started learning that as like we were engaged and we were beginning to make decisions for like our wedding. That was the first time we were making decisions together. But I think it was really good for both of us, I think, to like learn how to like compromise and make decisions together and like think, like listen to each other's maybe where we learned our values and what like what like what maybe like some of like the beautiful parts of that and maybe like some of the broken parts of that and how we can like grow together in kind of creating this new culture like that we have in our family now being Mexican American Korean and so yeah and it felt like a kind of like a blend of all of us all of our both of us coming together yeah and so I think it has felt really beautiful and challenging at the same time yeah mm. wow yeah, I'm I'm sure just like you say you're both still learning so much, but I love just kind of like you come on equal footing of just your um diverse backgrounds, but just probably have more compassion toward each other in just trying to understand all those different things. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to hear just a little bit more about your strengths and I know like that question, I know there's so many things that that shape who we are. And I know just these top five strengths are just one part of each of you, but, but I love even kind of dissecting what that means for any of us as we work or work with people or are married to someone. So will tell me a little bit more about your strengths and what they look like for you and kind of like what gets you up in the morning. Yeah, for sure. I can try to touch on each one too. So if I am not up late watching the NBA because I love competition. I typically <laughs> will wake up pretty early to go work out. And so I like to go at five just because our life in ministry, there's not really spaces to have that kind of time. But I think what I like about that kind of early morning discipline is being in solitude. It's not necessarily isolation, but even just getting the drive to the gym, which is a 10 minute commute and kind of think about my life, think about maybe some things that I'm learning. and. I really like um, fitness. So I studied exercise science in college. And I think it kind of connects with intellectual discipline and competition and that it's something I can measure. I feel like I can compete with myself. There's always something to kind of troubleshoot as my body changes as I'm 27. Um, But I I, I think I enjoy getting to be in spaces to charge in solitude. But having relator and empathy, I really enjoy like my close friends. And so typically after working out, if I get a chance to listen to a really good podcast or, or learn something new about God, I normally will take a chance to text one of my friends like, hey, I've been thinking about you. I'm grateful for our friendship. How have you been doing? How can I pray for you? Or maybe something that I've learned that's kind of complex with an election, I'll kind of unpack in a way that is not really like highfalutin and confusing for someone else. And so uh-huh. like, hey, I learned this. I, I think you might like that. And so um, I, I think that typically a lot of my day kind of starts on my own, like in solitude. And then as I engage in ministry, there's more relationship and, and empathy connecting with, with students. And so I'm really glad that we got to do Strength Finders and super grateful for you, 
Barbara because I didn't even know these things about myself until I did Strength Finders. And so mm-hmm. I think in a way it probably helps me connect more with the Lord because these are just great channels to kind of build bridges with connecting with God, connecting with others and and recognize like, okay, these, these are some things that God has uniquely made me to be and, and their gift to get to kind of build on. Mm. I love that. And I know like when, when we first talked about it and you having intellection, it was fun to connect you and Warren, my husband mm-hmm. on that because he has intellection mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times people with intellection do have a lot more deeper thoughts than some of the others of us have. So it's, I I love hearing those things that that you or like Warren or other people kind of come away with. And so it's fun to see even how you're describing that of just how you connect with the Lord in a deeper way and have lots of meaningful thoughts early in the morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What about you, Sarai? Yeah. So a lot of my strengths are in the orange category category. And I think, I've learned one through meeting with you, Barbara, and through our trainings that I have a lot of energy or I want to like go do things. And, and I see that in kind of my everyday life that I have a lot of energy for a lot of different things throughout the week. And so I think I really like to like take initiative in like projects at work or like I look forward to like my meetings with students and I, like get excited about meeting, like meeting with multiple girls throughout the day. And I think with the orange strengths, I, it's funny because like Will starts his day off working out and I'm like, that's too early <laughs> for me, <laughs> but I do like to work out, but like later in the day. But I think, I think learning about like restorative and belief specifically, I, I think I see that a lot of what I believe to be like truth or what I believe is important is where like my time and energy goes. And so that's kind of how I, I feel like I make decisions or I like, we'll talk to Will about this. I think this is valuable. And, and so I think, well, as like being the college minister, like we spend a lot of our time on campus, like meeting with students and helping them grow in their walks with the Lord and take steps of faith. And I think at the same time, like outside of that, I think I really like to spend time with my friends and like Will said earlier, drink coffee and catch up or go on a walk and catch up or work out and catch up all those things. And it's funny because I don't, if you notice, I don't have any of the blue strings. And at first I was really concerned about not having any, any blue strings. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I'm not really sure what to do. But then I think as we had more conversations, Barbara, I think I was beginning to learn how when like, like my strengths can help me to care for people well and like having like developer, I can see like the potential in people and like cheer them on as they take steps of faith. But also I think I've been in teams where, and like with my husband, like where they have empathy, like Will has empathy and I can kind of learn like how he cares for people. I kind of like watch him and I've learned, I think from him and also from some of my teammates. And so, yeah, I think with like my strengths all together, 
I think I have a lot of energy to do a lot of things and like cross things off like my to-do list. And like that does bring me life. But I think at the same time, I've learned like to create space to rest and to create space to like journal and think through things and write about my day and reflect and kind of like protect those spaces so that I can like one, just have time of like reflection and spend time like with the Lord and slow down. I think the slowing down part is a little bit harder for me. But I think saying like, oh, that's also productive to slow down and like healthy. And so I definitely feel like I'm still learning a lot about my strengths and like how to best live them out. But I'm grateful for my strengths. And I feel more proud that these are my strengths. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's there's so many layers to um, just what these particular strengths mean for each of us. And and maybe for those that are listening that might not really know what the colors are, she was referring to the the this 34 strengths are divided up into four different quadrants. And um, with core clarity, the the strengths that are called the energizing strengths, strengths used to motivate yourself to action. That's what you were referring to as your orange. You have mm-hmm. three of those restorative belief and achiever. And so, like you said, you, you are motivated to get a lot of things done or to, mm-hmm. to get moving, whatever that might be. And the, in the blue mm-hmm. quadrant, which will has two of those talents are empathy and, um, Relator, and those are talents that are used to connect with others and sustain relationships. So, yeah, for for those that might not really know the those what those colors mean, that's what it is. Well, as you even think about for y'all, I mean, you've kind of referred to it as you relate to each other. Is there anything else like as you think about your strengths and how they're they're different? Y'all don't have any that are like, but um, mm-hmm. how that's helped you as you relate to each other, or even things that kind of in embedded even like what you enjoy doing together or what maybe you don't enjoy doing together? Yeah, that's a great question, Barbara. I feel like something God's kind of shown me over time is that difference does not mean inequality. It just means different. And so sometimes I joke with Sadae because I think my strength together make what's called a stabilizer and hers is what's made or what's called a force of nature. And so Sometimes I'll joke with her and say, hey, I have enough blue for both of us. But I think that in a lot of ways, as I'm even looking at like, we're thinking about my notes and Sadae's strengths, like Sadae is a really good gift of God's grace to my life. Meaning like you could maybe look at an election discipline relator competition empathy and think like, oh, this person is, you have each each category, but I, I think that there's a lot of things in my life that the Lord is really patient and and gracious in that I mean, Sadi is extremely committed to me. And I think that her care for my life despite my own like challenges or mistakes, it shows a lot of God's grace for me. And so although like we probably digest the world and our communities differently, I think that Sadi is just a great compliment to my life and just a good reminder that my Christ is extremely committed to, to my growth. And so I, I appreciate that at times because I can sometimes be harder on myself than probably God is. And, and Sadi is a really good reminder of that. Um, I would say that I probably 
think a lot about a lot of things at a lot of times in a different way than Sadae does. So I think she does a good job at keeping me somewhat somewhat grounded. But I actually appreciate that, you know, Sadae is really strong on her convictions with belief that she's committed to developing and restoring people that typically people that are competitors don't kind of work with people that have potential. You kind of just got to be there or not. Mm. So in a lot of ways, Sadi helped me to use kind of those blue strengths to love people that, that are growing just like me. I'm um, instead of mm. kind of having these unreal like standards. And so I'm extremely grateful that God has put Sadi in my life. And, and in a way I probably wouldn't be able to minister in, in the way that I am and, and see fruit without Sadi being a extremely kind of grace gift and compliment to that. Mm. Oh, that's so, so sweet and kind. And just, I love the, just how you thought, thought about that so much. And that's really gracious. What about you, Sarai? Yeah. Well, I was thinking through as like, Will was like talking, I think one of the things that I think he does a really good job of with, I think his like intellection and empathy is like he said, like he can think through things a lot. And um, I'll like, I'll see him reading like this really big book. And then he'll like come have a conversation with me. And I really like having those conversations with him. Like after he spends some time like reading on his own or listening to something like a podcast or something, because he has like really good thoughts that I haven't thought about or I've not considered. And so I think it sparks my my learner and like, I want to hear more about that or tell me more about this. Or I've actually never really thought about this. And so I actually really like talking to Will like after he, not, I mean, I like talking to him all the time, but like, I really enjoy the specific conversations after he like spends like some time alone that I'm like, Oh, I can tell he's really been thinking through this, like whatever the topic is or whatever he was researching. But also I think with having like restorative and like belief achiever, developer I think that's like leading out of restorative I think sometimes I can see the things that didn't go well very clearly or I can see that like the mistakes very clear like the mistakes I've made and I can tend to be like maybe harder on myself than I need to be and I think sometimes like will like when he gives me feedback or is like hey yeah like you did mess up here and also there's like grace for you and these are some of the things that I've seen you do, do well. And yeah, I think he has always done a good job of being gentle with feedback and like in a way that I feel like, oh, he really cares about me and I can like really be open to receiving what he has to say. And so I think with his like empathy, I think I feel like seen and cared for in like that process where I can already feel like, ah, oh, I messed up and I know this already. And but I think like, I feel like he really comes alongside me and like cares for me as I'm like processing through like, oh, how, what can I do differently next time? Or this is an area of growth for me. And like, I think I feel really supported by him. That's just so sweet. Y'all are just, y'all are just such a sweet, darling little couple. I love it. <laughs> well, I know, um, I know just these last few months have been a season of loss in your lives and if you're open, I'd love to hear more about that and kind of what you're learning about each other through just this this season of of grief. Well, yeah, thanks for asking, Barbara. Well, in the month of September, we had found out that we were pregnant and 
we were really excited and it was a total surprise for us. And so I think we, yeah, we were really excited about having the baby. And, but shortly after in like early October, we found out like the baby didn't have a heartbeat and like we would be experiencing a miscarriage. And so I think like, yeah, I felt like that was really hard. And like, I think at the same time, it was hard to find out, like I had a fibroid, just like a tumor in my uterus and that had affected the development of the baby. And so I think September, October, November, December, honestly, I think that felt like some of the most like hard moments of my life that I had ever experienced and or the most pain. I think after kind of experiencing like the initial shock of everything, I think why I noticed like I had a harder time focusing and I felt a lot more tired. And so it's very, I felt very different to how I like normally feel like with my strengths and feel usually feel pretty energetic. And so I felt like this drastic difference just physically and mentally. And so I think for me, there was this kind of like physical response where I could see, okay, I think I'm mourning, but I didn't really know that right away. I read this book called Unexpecting, um, and it's it's a real talk on pregnancy loss by Rachel Lewis. And she talked about grief and like how our bodies like respond to grief. And I think it was helpful for me to know like what I was experiencing was a normal part of like mourning and like part of the process, but I had just never like experienced that like before up to that point. And so, yeah, and I think we of course like with a miscarriage I think I felt maybe a lot of the physical things um, that were going on in my body but I think like well didn't necessarily feel those but he I could his he was experiencing like more like maybe emotional like impact or like mental impact and we were experiencing those things like differently but yeah if well you want to share about how that was for you yeah you know, I think with some of my strengths, the besetting sin or kind of precursor to them can be pride. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like God has been showing me a lot how to find him in the morning and the grief. I think it was easy to be tempted to be competitive or really think through the theology of suffering and, and say, okay, I'm not going to let this rock my life. I'm going to almost react and be like super Christian, super crew staff, which those things aren't even true. But I think there was probably a sense of like pride and even self-righteousness of, I'm not going to let this crumble like my world. But I think that it probably kind of, it probably robbed some levels of getting to be in the grief and the sorrow with God. And so I think that maybe what the Lord is showing me is that, hey, Christ is life in this situation. And Although I mentally know that like, hey, God has never promised any of us a perfect life where everything goes our way, that when it doesn't happen, leaning into him in that time. And so I think that a big, I guess, shift or even learning lesson was that I don't have to be, I guess, a hero of the story, meaning I don't have to always be emotionally or spiritually okay or this is a part of Sadi and I growing a family. And so I think a lot of things that I'm 
maybe what this miscarriage showed me is that a lot of my life is not about will looking good or controlling it to feed pride, ego, or self-righteousness, but actually to lean further into Christ. And so I think it could sound maybe crazy if someone was listening to be like, why would you be grateful for suffering? Why would you be grateful for grief? But I, I think it's because it's a reminder that Christ is life and, and, and he's with us in the situation um, a lot. And so, I'm, I mean, it, it spoke a lot to me that when Sadae is recovering from post-surgery, I mean, she got her stomach cut open, that she's able to find joy and, and feel God's presence and, and experience his love and, and fathering care for, for her. And it's like, in what other way could you experience that if it wasn't for Jesus? And so I think it's just a combination of not leaning on myself caring for Sada'i in, in a way that that's serving her, but also just knowing that, that it's gotta be, it's gotta be leaning into the Lord during this time and, and, not, and not myself. And, and I, I'd be the probably first to admit that's actually been pretty challenging. And so I'm still, I think working through, through that area, but yeah, I think it's been, it's been a ride for sure. Wow. Thank y'all both so much for, being open and vulnerable about that. I, I ache with you just of just the loss and the grief that you've been through. And, um, I, I'm just encouraged by both of your just clinging to the Lord in this, um, this heartache of losing precious little life that you had growing in you. And so I'm encouraged just to hear how you're being attentive to each other and, really processing all this well. I mean, I know I'm not with you every day, but I just appreciate your, your honest, um, you know, feelings and even things you're taking to the Lord about it. So it's, Mm -hmm. I love, yeah, it's, it's just neat to see how just the groundwork that you've both laid in your, your walk and your trust with the Lord, but even in your relationship is, is being grown through this mm-hmm. difficult time. So yeah. I wish I could reach out and give you a big hug. So. Yeah. Thanks, Barbara. Yeah. And I think we've had so much care and support from our family and friends. Like I think I was telling Will that in kind of the middle of December, like I felt like the like passage of the paralytic and his friends, like, carrying him up to Jesus. I was like, I feel like that. Like, I feel like I know I have friends and family praying for me. And like, I almost feel like I'm kind of being like carried by them, like to Jesus. And I think I've just felt so grateful for them. And like, I've seen more of like God's love for me in the past month. Not that God didn't love me before, but I think I've gotten to recognize his love more throughout these really hard like circumstances. Yeah, I think seeing like, Wow, God really loves me and has provided so much care and through my husband and through like our family and friends that I I thought I, I guess I just didn't know what I would experience post surgery and post miscarriage and I think I had so much support. I felt just so cared for and reminded like how loved I am. And I think I felt very real, like God really loves me. God really loves us and so yeah, I think 
I've, I feel like almost strengthened, even though this time, like the past, I, I just got off of medical leave, but I felt like like spiritually like strengthened, even though I felt like physically um, weak and like recovering. And so I think, um, like, I think I, I'm just really grateful for like how the Lord has like cared for us through our friends and family in very like tangible ways. Wow. That's just so kind of the Lord. And like you say, just um, such a gift to have the hands and feet of Jesus around you and showing you that mm -hmm. and just reminded of, you know, so many things we know in scripture, but like just that passage that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and mm -hmm. you're testifying to that even now as you share just where you are in this journey. So mm -hmm. just hopeful for the days ahead and just for the Lord mm -hmm. continuing to show you his care and love in, in more tangible ways. Yeah. I know at times when I've wrestled with things, it is, it's neat to see just how the Lord reminds me of things that, Oh, I, I forgot about that passage or that story or that person that he really um, lifted up or that he honored. And, mm. you know, as we know, like you say, we're not, guaranteed anything but just to his presence and his graciousness and love for us is is steadfast and um we can mm -hmm. cling to that so yeah it's good well um thank y'all i know that was really vulnerable to share that and i i appreciate just your being willing to to let us hear about just how what you've been through and even i love just hearing just how the Lord is using each of you in your different days of suffering or sure. thoughts or whatever that means. But um, mm -hmm. I'm encouraged by you and your desire to honor each other and, and the Lord in whatever else is ahead. Yeah. Well, um, I would love to hear if there's any fun, um, Valentine's Day memories. I know it's um, kind of a little change of subject, but since it's Valentine's week, if there's any little memorable time, sometimes I know it can be a loaded question for people, but y'all are young. So maybe you don't you have more good, good <laughs> options than some people that forget. Maybe. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can share, share ours. It's, I guess, pretty recent, but so we got married the day before valentine's day and so that was probably more intentional <laughs> for me yeah. so i could remember when our anniversary is but <laughs> not, nonetheless cool. we got married actually right before the big snow apocalypse in texas so if you're a listener and you're from texas sorry to bring that memory up but we actually had our honeymoon it was kind of a staycation at a at a hotel in austin and and essentially on valentine's day we got snowed in power was limited and restaurants oh, weren't, wow. weren't really open and so i think for one of our valentine's day dinners we got like doordash or uber eats and got like ramen and candy bars and oh, yeah it was, funny. it was fancy living <laughs> but you know we didn't so the hotel we were in didn't have a microwave and so and maybe this is an election plan in, but 
I've seen people make ramen noodles, like with the boiling water and a coffee maker. And so <laughs> I didn't make coffee and dump it on dry noodles, but I guess That's you can so funny. put water in as if you were going to filter it through the coffee and it made boiling water. And so we ate like ramen noodles out of a Gosh. <laughs> coffee maker that kind of probably tasted like old coffee and, oh. and stuff. But I, I actually, it, it's funny because I think in retrospect, it's a, it, I mean, that's a memory we'll get to tell our kids and yeah. people that we share life with. And so I'm actually kind of glad we have that memory. Wouldn't do it again. Um, so this Valentine's Day, hopefully knows the <laughs> apocalypse and we'll eat something a little something bit different. More, than, more special than that. Yeah. That absolutely. is very memorable for sure. Yeah, no, no uh, coffee maker instant noodles um, mm -hmm. this time around. But yeah, it was That's kind of a little great. funny, random. We were like surviving in a hotel. That's great. <laughs> well, um, question I'd like to ask everybody um, is what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Well, one, since I'm, I'm cleared by my doctor to like, be able to move physically again, I've been just so I felt I felt really joyful like getting to walk or run on the treadmill or go work out with Will it's brought a lot of joy to me and getting to move my body again and but recently we've been getting like coffee or drinking coffee in the morning and reading and so that's brought me a lot of joy I really like doing that just in general with Will getting to drink coffee and read and then we'll have a good conversation afterwards about what we're reading but usually Will reads really deep books and I read more fiction books. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really like spending, getting to spend time with Will and getting to do something we both like enjoy. And so, yeah, that's brought a lot of joy to me lately. Great. What about you, Will? Yeah, this one might sound, I guess, a little bit silly, but I kind of like when we get to clean and organize our apartment together. And so whether that's making- Discipline. Discipline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and so whether it, I don't know, it's like, hey, I'll clean the bathroom if you want to fold the laundry or something. When we do get to do that, it, it's I, I think it's fun. It brings some joy to, to my life, and and it kind of makes honestly what we do with the ministry at UTSA so worth it because we kind of live the beginning of each semester on the go, and so our apartment typically is the. Uh, beneficiary of a busy life and so it's a little bit messy so it's fun bringing order to the mess but mm. but also just a highlight in san antonio a lot of young college students are choosing to follow jesus and i think it brings a lot of joy to my life because although in times of solitude i'm thinking a lot about god or maybe complex things it's i guess really encouraging and life-giving to see an 18 to 21 year old say, Hey, this life that I'm doing on my own, is not working. And, and kind of what college is offering me, um, it's good, but there's a lot of, um, deceitful things too. And so I guess seeing a lot of young people step from joy, from death to life and to, to, to get to enjoy a relationship with Jesus being known by him makes even like getting to get our apartment back in order because we're just going so much, I think, more meaningful and fun. And so I think both of those things together, just organizing our life together and 
helping students walk with Jesus has been, I think, really encouraging for me, especially this new year. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. Well, thank y'all so much for taking time to chat with me and just give us a little window into your lives and your journey and your heartache. And um, But it's fun just to understand more about your strengths and what that looks like. So I'm, I'm always learning mm-hmm. something from everybody I get to talk to here on Embrace Your Strengths. So thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Thanks Barbara. Barbara. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at Barbara Colwell. C-U-L-W-E-L-L dot com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.